Thank you for joining us on the Bethel Church Podcast, a weekly podcast designed to help you connect, love, disciple, and serve in the places you live, work, and play. Hosted by Pastor Jeremy Dean and Josh Consalvo, together they share in a discussion on the matters of life, faith, and doing ministry. To learn more about Bethel Church, you can visit lovingbethel.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bethel Church Podcast. We are in our second week in our series on worship. We're so glad that you are back listening with us today. I hope that you are having a great week. I am Josh Gonsalves, the student director here at Bethel, and I am joined alongside my co-host, Jeremy Dean. Jeremy, how are you? Doing great today. It's good to be with you, Josh. Yeah, and I am glad to be talking about this topic. Last week, we if you didn't catch last week's podcast, I encourage you to go listen to that so you can listen to them in order. If you're a completionist like some of us that you got to listen to them all, go ahead and check that first episode out um, where we talked about worship and we defined worship and we defined it in a number of ways and we talked about a lot of things that worship is and isn't. Um, like I said, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But we're going to talk today a little bit about corporate worship, worshiping together with the church why that is important, what that looks like, how you can improve at that. Uh, Cause I think that there is like, it is, I don't know if it's called a skill, but it is something that you can get better at doing, um, you know, through your walk as a Christian. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Jeremy, what, um, what you got for us here to start us off? Yeah. So there's so many different directions we can come at this. And, and so today we're really going to talk about what the benefits are and how it, how it's helpful to our relationship personally with God, how coming together as a church really, really feeds into that, but also how it's, uh, important for our horizontal relationships with each other, right? And and Mike Harlan, who was a worship pastor, wrote a book called Worship Essentials, and and he has a, a quote in there that I love. It says that church doesn't gather to watch something or to hear something; it gathers to do something. And so the question really is: is is, is what are we doing when we come together to worship, and and what what good is it? Yeah, and. Th- I, I I have a lot to say, I feel like, on this just topic in general, um, because we talked last week so much about like worship being an action, something that you do. It is a posture. It, it is, is an actionable thing. I think that doesn't translate anywhere even. I think it maybe translates the best to this like corporate worship because there is a lot of, at least in our context and in a lot of churches context, there is a lot of physical things that you do, you, you stand up, you sing out, you raise your hands, you open your Bible, you take notes, you do a lot of physical things. And so I, I think that this is a place that we can, I, the, the, there was, um, Jeremy came to my office a couple weeks ago and said, you know, what is something that you think that like as a church that we can really like work on, improve on what, what maybe our congregation needs to hear. And, you know, don't take me jumping to this as thinking that we're terrible at this. Cause I don't, th- I, don't <laughs> I don't think, think that, we are. I don't think we are, but I was like, I think that we could really focus in on like how to worship better and how we can like corporate. And, and for me, it was almost like focused on the corporate worship. Um, because I, I have a front row seat to the church's corporate worship every week. And I, through that have never, I mean, through that in my whole life, it's really taught me how worship is a posture. And I mean a physical posture. Like there is a lot to be said about like, you know, Sunday mornings when you're a little more tired and I've been there and I'm there a lot, like, and I come to church and I'm just not like 
ready. I, I'm not like, like I'm not, I'm not maybe not in the mood. And so my physical posture suffers. Like I maybe slouched over or I'm tired or I yawn or like, I just like, am not in this posture of worship. And so I think I believe that a posture of worship and that's, there's a heart posture too. Like that's a big part of it, but a heart and physical posture of worship pushes the worshiper to the throne. Um, I think that helps, you know, you know, shove you there in a lot of ways, especially if you're not, um, you know, ready to do that, or you don't come in, like you come in tired or you come in, not, you know, fully in the mood to like engage in worship. But when, if, if you, you know, kind of force yourself into, I'm kind of just kind of going out on this tangent already. That's just to kick off the episode. <laughs> um, like if you force yourself into that posture of worship, it's going to, like I said, it's going to kickstart you. It's going to shove you to the throne and, and shove you to a place of worship. And like, I'm going to chime in my thoughts on kind of this throughout this whole, this whole thing. Um, but my prayer is that we become even more of a worshipful church. Uh, and I'm not saying that we aren't, but I want us to be a church that is eager to show up on Sunday morning, uh, ready to worship the Lord. Because, you know, for me, and, and not that it's about me, but there's nothing sweeter than to be a part of the worship leading team when I feel like it's a collective effort of the entire church, as opposed to this like elaborate sing-along. Um, because it's, it's way more than that. There are Sundays and there are particular songs that we do that all of a sudden wake the congregation up and I'm like, whoa, where, where is this? And maybe sometimes we sing new songs that you don't know, or, or like, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, warming up a little bit and getting ready to like be there and all that. And I, and I get that. Um, but there are moments, there's, there's no moment sweeter than, than when I don't feel like I'm leading, when I feel like I am just participating, um, with everyone else in, uh, in, a, in, and, and I'm, I am talking about music here, but I, I, I can translate, I think, to, you know, Jeremy's side of it when he's preaching as well. Um, but yeah, there, and, and I think that we can grow so much as a church and as believers um, with our horizontal and vertical relationships if we really like focus in and engaging on corporate worship. And we're going to jump into kind of the, the, the nitty gritty of it a little bit too, but I, I wanted to kind of lead with that because that's that's my tangent. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I think that's a lot of great stuff there, you know. And 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 to really kind of piggyback on that, one one of the things about corporate worship is that it is glorifying to God. Uh, you know, in Matthew chapter five verse fourteen, Jesus says to us as disciples that we are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And and I love the idea one that our church. So let your light shine that they might see your good deeds. When you said that verse, um, I taught preschool music for a long time, and there's a. Um, a, a an artist or a, a musician why can't i think of his name randall goodgame slugs and bugs if you have children <laughs> uh look up a randall goodgame slugs and bugs sing the bible and that's that verse is one of the songs so if you want like you know sorry to jump in and just you said that and it triggered that song <laughs> in my slugs head um it's really really good stuff anyway if you have kids slugs and bugs randall goodgame check it out yeah there you go there you go yeah you know but I, and I, this idea of of the church glorifying god in our worship you know, when we come together, and I love the fact that we, as physically, our church is on the, on a hill. It's on mm -hmm. the highest point here in Oakway. I think that's great. It's this idea that as disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus, people who worship the Lord with all that they are, are coming together visibly. You know, where it's a worship is a verb. We are taking an action to come together and to sing praise and to lift Him up and to submit ourselves to the teaching of God's Word so that we would come out of that place in obedience to what he has taught us 
us that we have repented of sin and we are walking in unison. I mean, there, there's this beautiful picture this visible witness to our community that there's something happening, that, there's, that, that, that coming and worshiping God is of importance and it's significant. You know, and I think, too, also, you know, in, in preparation for this, that, that talking about our posture, you know, and going even to our heart posture, that our personal worship Monday through Saturday and even on Sunday mornings before we come to corporate worship ought to, ought to already be preparing us to come together corporately. And I get it. I know there's days when you may you have that fight with, 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 with the kids in the car on the way to church and things are just kind of at each other's throats because it was a long day or a long weekend and, and all those kind of things. Those things kind of happen. Real life kind of happens. But but we, we don't want to see corporate worship as just a recharge. We don't want to see it as just, okay, we're, we, we've, we've run the, the tank empty Monday through Saturday, and so now we've got to fill it back up on Sunday. I think that that's, that's, there's, there's, that's important to a degree, but man, we want to come into worship because we've been filled up in our own time with the Word, in our own obedience to God's Word throughout the week, and we are ready to, sh- to just praise Him for what He has done. This week, and that's that shows him off. Yeah, no, I I think that's great, and and I was thinking about it as you're talking about it, like that we are glorifying God, and 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 God is like really taking in being glorified, uh, and sometimes you can look at that and be like, wow, God, like make it all about you, why don't you? And and that is the, that's, that, exactly, that's right. exactly right. <laughs> but like I I I do want to like I want to talk about the relationship back because it's just as important. Um, we're studying Ephesians in with the students, and one of the things that has kind of c- come up is that you know we talk about uh, like you know inheriting the kingdom of God. Uh, one of the big things that like in that book that we've talked about is that that God's purpose, like through all of this, was to inherit us. Mm. Like He loves us as equally if not way more than we could ever show love to him so when we are glorifying god he is joining in that with us in a love back for us so it is like a unifying thing it's not just about like it's not just it's not a one-sided relationship that we're like oh we got to worship god today oh we got to like read about god we got to learn about god no we are joining with him in a love that he is showing right back to us yeah yeah it's so good and i love that that unifying because it's that it's that, you know, personally, I'm coming to, to praise and honor God, but I'm doing it side by side with neighbors and friends and family. You know, so there's that unity in our vertical relationship with God, but there's that unity of the community, the, the, the body of Christ, right? We're eager to maintain, in Ephesians it says, we're eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, right? So when we, when we come together, it's it's we are we're we're glorifying God, we're worshiping God in that unity with Him, but almost as a team, like we're we're seeing that this is a team effort. You know that we are side by side, we're glorifying God together. That we are that, that I'm not judging the person next to me and thinking, oh, I wish that they were worshiping God as well as I am. We're not, right. we're, not, we're, not, we're not looking at that. We're just so, man, it is so good to come together as a body to know that God is working through everybody who's in this room and doing miracles in everybody's lives. And, 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 and he's restoring and he's healing and he's showing off his love to all of us. What I mean, it's like it's family. It's being together. Yeah. And, and I want to talk a little bit about like when we're together, like what, and this is a little off script, but I think it's, you know, uh, like 
how how do we do this? Like like how 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 do we like how do we not just go through the motions? I think there's a few things. Um, I, last week I talked about and we talked about this. You know, you know the idea of you know focusing our minds and our hearts towards God. I think that's something I try and do intentionally every week. I, I try and make a concerted effort to be like, okay, what am I thinking about? And sometimes I'm thinking about the fact that I'm thinking about it. And like, you know, sometimes when you're in a conversation and you're just like focusing on listening, that's all you can focusing focus on is how you're focusing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like sometimes that happens in worship. It's like, oh, I'm worshiping. Oh, I'm worshiping. It's like, wait, wait, wait. Let's try and get out of that mindset. But like, and it's easy, easier to do through song because you have something to latch on to and, and it's the words. So you can think through those words. What words am I saying? And then what do those words mean? And how, how do those affect me? Like, and my relationship with God, like, are we, are we singing about God's love? Are we singing about like the hope we have in God? Are we singing about the worthiness of God? Are we singing about the characteristics of God? And when you can mentally like in your mind, think through those words, focus on those, they can, you know, translate to your heart and that's worship. And then you're expressing it through your singing. You're expressing it through the lifting of your hands. You're expressing it through being engaged in the moment and not letting, you know, we bring a lot of things with us on Sunday morning, not physically, sometimes physically, but we bring a lot of heavy things on our hearts, uh, the weight of the world sometimes on our shoulders. Uh, but when you can focus in on a moment on Sunday morning, um, you are unifying with the people around you and you're engaging in this worship with God. It, it's not always easy and it's not always perfect, but you can in some capacity kind of leave some of that stuff that you're bringing with you at the door or maybe at the foot of the cross yeah. uh, at the throne in this worship time. And, and maybe I, I encourage you to bring that stuff in with you so that you can lay it down. Um, it's not about like neglecting the hard things or the, the, you know, the responsibilities or whatever that you have that you bring with you, but it's about and maybe even embracing those things. And, and even if it's just for a three and a half minute song on Sunday morning, allowing yourself to kind of let it go and, and give it up to him for just a few minutes. Um, and, and we don't want Sunday morning to just be this recharge button. And then you like hopefully ride off on that for the rest of the week, but it is recharging and it is refreshing and it is, um, you know, going to build you up as you like bring worship to God. So like, you know, the, the how is, is hard sometimes. Cause sometimes like we do go through these motions, um, but yeah, that's, that's how I try and like process through my worship time. That's good. I mean, that's, that's, that's so good. You know, and it goes back to what we started with, you know, we don't gather just to watch something and we don't gather just to hear something. The songs that we sing, they're not there to just sound good, yeah. right? The songs that we sing, I, I look at them personally as prayers that I'm singing these songs from my heart as a cry from my heart in prayer to God. Right, and we often think about prayer as close your eyes, bow your heads, all that kind of stuff. Very solemn and very quiet, no distractions. But man, I, I think prayer can be open eyed, head up, hands up, you know, what, whatever. And 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 because you're just focused on Him and and singing out the truths of His Word in song, and you're doing it together. Yeah, you know, we don't want to just close our minds off from. I mean, they, no, don't get me wrong. There's times when I'm singing a song and I do close my eyes, right? And 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 because in those moments when I'm singing that, I'm just, 
you know, I, I am doing what you just said. I'm pondering on the lyric that I just sang and what that means, the love of God, the goodness of God, the living hope, whatever, whatever it might be, and I'm focused on that. But then there's other times, man, honestly, I look around. I look to my left and because I, I want to see, and it, it, it warms my heart, not just as a pastor, but just as a believer, when I see someone else worshiping. Mm-hmm. You can see it on them. You can see it in them. And, and, and that's, that's, that's it, I love it when, and I because I sit toward the front, and you guys can probably hear this when you're on stage. I love it that when we're singing, we hear the voices. Mm-hmm. We hear the unison in that. It's so encouraging, and it's so comforting because we know that we're in this. We're, we're not just watching something. We're not just hearing something. You know, we are doing something. And, and like you said, too, you know, you're talking about laying things at the foot of the cross. Man, there's a lot of things that happen. There, there are people who are coming in every Sunday who have baggage that are needing to lay those things down and give God control of that. There are people who are coming every week that might not have so much that baggage, but they're coming with thankfulness. And they're ready to just praise God for what, what, what wonderful thing He did for them or did in their community or did in their family that week. And they just can't wait to, to express that together with the church, right? I mean, there, people are coming together with these testimonies. And we might not always hear the verbal testimony uh, from someone on, on, on Sunday morning, but they're coming and they're expressing that, that repentance, that, that, uh, that thankfulness, that gratitude, that adoration, that praise, um, that affirmation, they're expressing that to God through song. And, and then, too, when the sermon comes about, because I know we're talking about music a lot, but when the, how, does, how does the sermon fit into worship? Well, one, it really goes back to, in our definition, the submission to God. We are submitting ourselves to not the teaching of a pastor. We're submitting ourselves to the teaching and instruction of God's Word. And we're saying that I'm giving myself to this and I'm receiving the truth of God's word that he would change me, he would challenge me, that he would lead me and direct every area of my life because I want my life to be lived out in worship. Um, I have a lot to say Um, (laughs) um, uh, about both ends of this, about if we're just talking about the, the structure of Sunday morning, we sing. We pray, we listen to you preach. Those are the, those are the, the things we do. And uh, so I'll start with the music for a second because that's more my thing, though I occasionally preach. Occasionally. <laughs> um, um, the, a lot of people... So, uh, so many things to say. First, like you talked about, like when you hear the voices, man, that is so good. Because a lot of times we in the band and me especially... Um, like I put pressure on myself, like, especially if I know, like I'm singing a song on Sunday. It's like, I want to sound good. I want my voice to be warmed up. I want to hit the right notes. I want to sing the right words. I want to play the right chords on my guitar. I think about all those things, but the relief I feel when song, a song that I'm leading begins and I just hear everybody singing, I, like I almost forget to sing in those moments. I'm just like listening and, and, and it makes it so easy and so good. And it's not, like I said, not about making life easy for me, but it is just so it is unifying it. I feel like we're in something together. And, and I want to talk to those of you that are like, Josh, I cannot carry a tune That's to me. save my life. I cannot sing. I don't like to do it. Like I, it makes me terrified. Like I get it. Um, I totally understand that. Like I, I, I know plenty of people who feel that way. And, and to you, I have a couple of encouragements. Um, one, and this might be the, the one that you won't, don't want to hear. Give it a shot. <laughs> Just try to sing out. Like 
you don't have to sing as loud as you can. But I can't help but think about like on like having like just that childlike enjoyment and love for just, you know, the little things. I can't help but think about Courtney and Nick Bruce and their two kids who I hear every Sunday singing out as loud as they can and they don't have a care in the world. They're not singing in tune. They're like they're just shouting out like kids do. And it's beautiful. And it's awesome. And it's so great. And like I bet you if you're like if you're listening to this, you can you you can hear them too. And you're thinking about that. Like, man, yeah, I do hear them. And I'm not asking you to to shout out because you're probably you, as an adult, you probably have a little louder voice and maybe like, I don't want you just to scream up there. Like, you know, not necessarily <laughs> like, you know, but like, give it a shot. Like give singing a shot because like singing is very biblical. Like there's singing all over the Bible. There's music all over the Bible. That is, it's, it's not like, you know, it is a gift that we were given, given by God. So like, give it a shot, even if it's like just to yourself, but don't worry about like what the person next to you is thinking. Cause most likely they're having the same like fears as well about, about singing and worship. And so, and so that's, that's one thing. And I, and I get it. Like if that's not something that's like, you know, your cup of tea, that's, you know, that's not everyone's thing and that's fine. Um, so if, if you're not gonna, like, if, if, if you still want to engage in in the musical worship, because that is important, like I I, I believe wholeheartedly, it is a, a vital part of of worship is is through music. And so if if it's not going to be that, meditate on those words, pray through the words. Like Jeremy just said, like he thinks of it as a prayer. You can in fact pray, yeah. <laughs> like through that time, through those words, you can meditate on the words. You can you can soak those things in. Um, if if you're, if you if you don't feel like you know super comfortable singing out, that's I, I get that. Um, you know, there's things you can do through. It's not a wasted time. Like it, it don't and I and I implore you not to waste that time because those words are powerful. Those songs are rooted in scripture. Often, um, they're cries out to God. Think through those words. Um, and if that compels you to sing, awesome. And that's great. That's like, I would love that. Um, but if that's just you like meditating on those words and not wasting that, you know, 15 minutes or however long it is that we're up there, um, you know, that, that I encourage you. And, and so same goes for when Jeremy's preaching, you know, a lot of times um, it's really easy to kind of tune out. It's kind of easy to zone in and out. It, but I, I think that there are physical things that you can do to uh, engage in worship through when the preaching is happening. And that, and I struggle with this too. Like, I don't always do this. Um, have your Bible out, have your Bible open. I encourage you, because um, I know it's it's bad for me when I don't do this. Have your physical Bible open. Mm. Have a, a real like hardback, paperback, whatever Bible open. Yes, I literally right in front of me right now is my laptop and my iPad. I can access the Bible on both of those things without fail. But do you know what else I can access on this? Everything else on planet Earth, right. <laughs> like right. literally everything else. So like I encourage you have a physical Bible open in front of you. And even if you do tune in and out throughout, you can always jump back in. You can always look right down and there's not going to be a notification from Facebook. Instead, it's going to be the word of God in front of you. Um, have a pen. Even if you don't write down every word from every slide that Jeremy preaches from on Sunday morning, and he does a great job of like guiding us through the sermons, through like notes that we can take, you know, jump back in and look back up on the screen and just like write down the things that you're hearing, write down key words, uh, you know, 
if, if you're so inclined, write in your Bible, take notes in your Bible, underline things, highlight things. Uh, there are physical things you can do to engage in worship um, because it's the same thing. Like it's it, like the music and, and, and the, the word of God, like are words uh, and we can latch on to words and we can latch on to ideas and we can latch on to phrases, um, you know, whether they're attached to melodies or they're attached to, you know, just Jeremy saying something, you know, profound from God's word. Like we can worship very easily through, 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 through little changes that we can make to like transform your hour in worship. And that can either be through actually starting to sing, meditating on the words, opening up your Bible, writing down notes, or just like being in a state of prayer for an hour and ignoring everything else. Like there is, there is use to be had like through our time together on Sunday morning. Like don't make it just. A, a waste, and and now I'm going to jump into something that we actually have scripted. Now that I'm done, right, let me let me, let me okay, comment ahead. on that because we just keep going. I love this. I love this. this is not a tangent. This is it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. man, I love all of those points that you made, and and I want to add to that, right? That that um, that often at the end of a service, I close with this is a time of response. You know, in the past, it's usually been called a time of invitation, and that's part of the response, right? And the response is usually a few things. Rather, because I believe that every Sunday morning, there is someone, probably more than one, who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and part of that response is you've heard the gospel, and I invite anyone who doesn't know Jesus to come and respond and, and, and turn to him. And, and, and I even often will say, you can come and talk to me or you can talk to your neighbor that's up there because every single one of us are called to make disciples and we can have that conversation. And I think it would be so great if the people in the congregation were sharing Jesus and, 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 and able to lead other people to Christ where it's not just me. Man, that is so good. But also in that response time is an invitation to, to just simply pray. And we, we, we spend time in those few moments praying and, 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 and responding to what we have heard, what we have heard through song, what we have heard through the sermon. Because any time we open God's word, it demands a response from us. And sometimes the response that we give is we just close it. Okay, I'm done. I'm ready for lunch. You know, sometimes it's a it's it's a it's a response of conviction. I, God, I recognize you've shown me this sin in my life, this pattern in my life, and I want to turn that over to you and turn away from it. Sometimes it's a response of commission, and that is, God, you you have opened my eyes to something I know I ought to be doing, I should be doing, I need to be going, whatever it is. And Lord, I want to commit this week to doing that. I want that to become part of who I am and my walk with you. And right, so. And in that note-taking guide that I give in the worship guide, on the back side, you usually get like six or seven questions, you know, and you don't have to go through like, and my expectation with that is not that you have a quiz, you go through and answer all those things. My expectation with you with that is that you can use that to simply take the response home, that, that, that you can sit around the kitchen table, and it doesn't have to be on, at lunch, it can be on Tuesday, it can be on Thursday, where you sit around the kitchen table and sometimes just talk about that one question, what, what, did, what, did, I, what did God teach me? What did I learn from God this week? What, what did God teach me about myself? You know, um, and what, what difference does that make? What God shared with me this morning through song and through worship and through being together with other believers, what did, what did God show me that I need and how should I respond to that? You know, I mean, there's, those are how, those are ways you engage in the act of worship so that you're not just coming to watch and not just coming to hear, but you're coming to do something. Yeah, I 
I think that you are, uh, by the end of a, a Sunday morning service, you should feel different. Like you should feel changed. You should feel recharged. I know we were like, like we talked about, you know, that not being the only like place that worship happens, but like you should, there should be some kind of response. Like it, I'm not saying that you have to go down and to Jeremy and pray with him every week. And like, you know, there's weeping and there's like, Oh no, like I need to turn my whole life around every single Sunday. But what I'm saying is like, there should be like, uh, you should feel different coming from the start to the end. Uh, maybe one, because you're just waking up a little bit more. We kind of get in the morning, but like through some, and that's why I believe so wholeheartedly that like worship is a physical act. I think it helps, you know, you know, align ourselves physically towards God and, and, you know, and we're being obedient. Like that's a, a, one, another thing we want to talk about is like worship is obedience. And so sometimes like our nature is to be disobedient. Um, and we, and and that I don't necessarily mean that means not coming to church. Sometimes you can like be disobedient um, and be in worship, <laughs> like be in worship, like be physically there. But like so sometimes we have to show up to Sunday morning when we don't want to, when we're tired and we're not in the mood. We like, and we got to do it anyway. <laughs> like, and, and what I mean is like, you know, tell yourself on those times like it's tough right now. I'm not in the mood to sing. I'm not in the mood to, to like be engaged in this, but take a little step into doing it. Like I, I the phrase I have been taught and not taught, like uh, take this with a grain of salt, but it's the <laughs> fake it till you make it approach where it's like, all right, I don't want to do this today, but you know what? I'm going to force myself into singing this song anyway. And it's not a foolproof plan, but I, I have a good feeling that by the end of that song or by the end of that time, like I'm going to, you know what? I don't want to take notes, but I'm going to do it anyway. By the end of that, you're going to feel encouraged. You're going to feel like you're worshiping. You're going to be in genuine worship by the end of that. So sometimes like obedience is simply doing it. Yeah. Like it's simply just engaging in the thing that you are obeying. Um, and that in this case, obviously is worship. Yeah. You know, and a few things that come to mind in that, you know, some people will say, we know, Hey, I'm a Christian. I don't need to go to church to be a Christian, all that kind of stuff. And that's not what we're talking about. You absolutely don't have to go to church to be a Christian, but if you're a Christian, you go to church. Yeah. You know, I'll say it another way that, that, that if you love God, you love what God loves and God loves his church and his church is his people. And we're gathered together. And it, and you say, well, what does it say in the Bible that we have to go to church all over the place? But I'll just give you one. Hebrews 10, 25 says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. I mean, that there it is right there. You come any Sunday and there will be people who are there and they're there every week. And then you'll there will be people who miss, you know, two or three weeks at a time. And, and, and take this with a grain of salt. I, I'm not just harping and I'm not just trying to make people feel bad and, and that kind of stuff. And I don't want this to sound like it's a legalistic thing that we just simply do it and go through the motions because right. we, we've spoken over and over again about the, the, the heart of this. Um, but I, fi I find myself, you know, in conversations with different people and I hear this phrase, you know, it's, it's easy to get out of the habit, you know, and, and, we, and to some degree, kind of like what you're talking about, fake it till you make it, whatever it is, I think that there ought to be a discipline. There ought to be a habit of being in worship together, to be gathering together. But worship ought not be merely a habit. 
not just an obligation. You know, you ought to want to be in worship and you ought not to want to miss because you can't wait to be before God with other people because you know you're going to be encouraged because you know that you, it's you're you're going to be part of building up the church the the bible uses the word edification or to edify that means that we are strengthening one another that we are holding one another up that we're building each other up and you know that by being there by just showing up that you're part of that, that we're strengthening one another, that we are expressing thanksgiving to God together, and, and all of those things. Is, it is nothing but a blessing when you come to worship. The temptation in our culture, in our world, is that we want to let other things creep in. I'm tired. I worked late on Saturday night, so I can't make it on Sunday. I had this event on the weekend, this sports thing on the weekend, and so I drove back Saturday night, and I couldn't make it. Man, I've heard of people coming to worship that that, that got off work at 5 o'clock in the morning, and they were there at 10. I mean, you're just making excuses. And, and I think, and, and again, I, don't hear me wrong. I'm not just trying to harp on it. There are times when you won't be there. There are times when life happens and you have to schedule things and that sort of thing. But the question is, is your heart in worship and being and gathering with God's church to be edifying, to be encouraging, to to learn and to grow and to glorify God and to be that city on a hill? Or are you quick and easy to let other things crowd that out? Yeah, and I think to piggyback off that, I think this is a call to the church to to build each other up and encourage one another. Because a lot of times, and we were talking about this earlier today, um, people have like reasons they don't want to be there. And it's not like the the hustle and bustle of life always excuse, which can be sometimes. But sometimes it's like, I don't feel like I'm a part of anything or I feel isolated or like I don't know anybody or all these things. And, and I think that the onus is slightly on those individuals to like, you know, engage themselves in the body and in worship. But I think that there, there is an onus on the rest of the church to be a church that builds each other up, that holds each other accountable to that, that loves on each other so well, um, that, that everybody feels so like loved and welcome when they're here, that they are ready to worship when they get here. Um, and, and I don't know if this will ever happen. It probably might not. I don't know. I just, but I want to. I want to say it because I think it's just a f- fun thing to think about. Um, in Southern Baptist culture, and maybe even just in church culture, we all have a habit of sitting in the same place, like yeah, the exact yeah. same place. And I bet you that, like, and that's fine. Like, I get that. Like, you want to be with your families. Like, you have your little place. You're comfortable there. That's where you worship the best. That's awesome, and that's great. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not discouraging that in any way. But I think that, like, every once in a while, venture somewhere else in the, in the building, sit with someone new, like, you know, welcome. We have a great welcome team, but I think as a church, we should be a welcome team. Um, to, I, we want to create a great environment for worship every week. And maybe that's like, you know, seeing someone new and being like, Hey, why don't you come, why don't you come sit with us this week? Come sit with, with our family or you go into them and say, Hey, we're going to sit with you guys today. Like, I think, um, you know, we are creatures of habit and like, I get that. And that's, that's great. But I, just, just a little encouragement. Maybe, maybe this Sunday you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go sit somewhere else with someone different. I'm going to worship with someone else, you know, in our congregation this Sunday. And, and I bet you little things like that, 
it's these little things that we can do through that time in worship together that is going to just sweeten the time in so many different ways, but it's also going to unify us together, bring us closer to God, and 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 allow God to uh, to shower His love equally on us, if not tenfold. Isn't and, and that and that that's to me what is so amazing about the Church of Christ that we can gather together and worship the God who made us, the God who forgave us. He loves us so much, and we can we can return that back to Him through feeble efforts in, in praise and song and, and preaching and those kind of things. But when we come together for those things, it's, it's that love, that encouragement, that strength, that realigning and redirecting and getting us back on track to living the best life God has called us to live, and we're glorifying Him and communicating to the world around us, to friends and family and neighbors, that there's something happening, that there's a movement, that God is here, that God is doing something, and He is worthy of our time. He is worthy of our worship. He's worthy even when we're tired and we're weak. It's worth coming to lift Him up. And that's, to me, the church ought to be that place where no matter what baggage you're bringing in, no matter what you're coming with, no matter what you're needing that day, you're going to find it in worship to God. Mm-hmm. When you submit yourself to Him and respond with full adoration to God. Yeah. And it, you know what? It's not about Jeremy. It's not about the band. It's not about anything like inherently other than like uh, a love for God and His love for us and us unifying together through that. Everything else we do is feeble efforts. Like you said, I, that's, that's a great way to put it. We're doing, we're doing very little mm. like to show God this love and He embraces every last bit of it, which is pretty cool because um, we can never measure up to the amount of love that he has for us in back to him. Um, but that's that's the cool thing about, you know, what we're able to do as, as the body of Christ. So um, I hope that this, if nothing else, um, this particular episode of the podcast has you fired up to come to church on Sunday morning. I do too. <laughs> I, I, just, I just hope you see that when... When, when, when we let habits and excuses and other things keep us away, that, that we're missing out on God's best. We're missing out on what God has to do in our life, what He wants to work in us, and we're missing out on the opportunities to, to be the encouragement and to be the strength that someone else needs. And, and, and it hurts. It's, it's, it's almost like, okay, I'm going to take the next three weeks off from my marriage. you know And, and that's because I'm in church... I'm not just in a relationship with God. I am in a relationship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I don't want to take that time off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like I said, I hope you're, you're like excited to c- come to church. It, like, I hope this has made you think like, okay, what, how can I like improve at this uh, in some way? How can I like worship more on a Sunday morning? I, I don't know a better way to put that. Um because I think that a lot of things that we discuss here are little adjustments, tweaks, um, nothing like, you know, we're not asking you to come preach on Sunday morning. No. I think we're just asking you to like, just think through personally, what is the next step I can take in my, in my worship walk with God? And I think that in particularly on Sunday morning. And so, so next week we're going to, we're going to get away from the corporate worship. We're going to talk about, you know, the, the individual uh, personal worship, the day to day, what that looks like, how you can improve that time as well. And I'm excited to talk about that because I think that, you know, no matter where you are and you're walking all of this, we all can seek to uh, improve in these areas. And um, 
I just think this is a fun topic to talk about. Anything else, Jeremy? Same. I think I would just leave it at this. We just don't want you to miss out. Yep. That's the main thing. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back here next week. We'll be here Sunday morning at church, 10 a.m. We'd love to see you there to join in worship with us together. Um, and otherwise, we'll be back next week on the podcast for the third session in this series on worship. And we will see you then.